At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. It's a TV show. It's always been a TV show. It's what can stir up the, the, the rankings themselves. Yes, the reveal. I, I think people lose sight of that. I think people get so caught up in the numbers and who's where and what's going on without taking a big picture look and realizing this is for entertainment purposes only. It's like a horoscope. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, six o'clock Eastern, three here in Vegas, and we've got an action-packed hour on Wednesday for you. Yeah, we're going to talk college football playoff rankings. Boy, oh boy, we're not going to be kind. Little tease there. Also, the biggest games of the week. The first look at them, bottom of the hour. And we're going to ask, not necessarily answer, but ask the questions of the week. The most important questions of the sports week. In studio with me, the pros who know, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, Brad Powers with all the college knowledge, sports bettors listen for the money, sports fans listen to know more than their buddies, here's my personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you, but you can't have the pros without the Joes, he's my favorite. Jonas Knox, voice of the fans. Always good to be here, RJ, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Let the debates resume. The college football playoff is back. The initial rankings came out on Tuesday night, and the top 10 is as followed. 
Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame at four, Michigan at five, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington State, Kentucky at nine, and your beloved Ohio State Buckeyes sitting at number 10. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the initial college football playoff rankings? You know, Jonas, one of the things I like about straight out of Vegas is we have the Vegas perspective, but we also have the fans' perspective. To me, this is more a fans' exercise. So I'm going to throw it right back at you. What do you, as a fan, think of the first rankings? It just goes to show it's a, it's a TV show. It's always been a TV show. It's what can stir up the, the, the rankings themselves. Yes, the reveal. I, I think people lose sight of that. I think people get so caught up in the numbers and who's where and what's going on without taking a big picture look and realizing this is for entertainment purposes only. It's like a horoscope. You know, yeah, maybe parts of it might be true, but if you look at the bottom, it always says for entertainment purposes only. If the committee can tweak the top four. And it doesn't matter because it's all going to play out. They're going to do that to build up some controversy. The one in the top four that a lot of people have an issue with is LSU as a one-loss team being ranked ahead of Notre Dame at three. Well, it's going to play itself out this weekend anyways because LSU is playing Alabama. If Notre Dame beats Northwestern, Notre Dame's going to move to number three and LSU drops out of the top four. So to me... So that's interesting. If Alabama loses... Where does Alabama drive to? That's that's the part that I think is up for discussion. Apparently, a one-loss good SEC team is better than Notre Dame. So would LSU become one and Alabama goes to three? That's where that's where this thing gets interesting. But I, I but, but I think where people <laughs> interesting or absurd. Yeah. Well, but I think when people get caught up in this stuff, they don't realize we've got so many weeks for these things to play out. What's happening in the top? But if you're going to have it, if you're going to have it now, it has to have a purpose. Meaning, they didn't have these rankings after the first week of the season. Right. They decided now's the time to have the inaugural rankings, which means last week they wouldn't have mattered, but they do matter this week, right? Right. Or do they? I think they matter because you're setting up position. It's like the initial top twenty-five that comes out. The teams that are outside the top 25, they don't have a realistic shot at moving up enough spots during the course of the season to get to this point. So if you're outside the top 15 here or you're outside the top 10, maybe you don't have enough of a realistic opportunity to make up enough games and have enough time to get into the top four. But when you've got teams that are playing this weekend, like LSU and Notre Dame, I think it was smart that they put LSU ahead of Notre Dame. It pisses off the Notre Dame uh, contingent, and there's a lot of them. You know that because we've talked Notre Dame on this show, and Brad Powers has taken a beating because of his criticism of Notre Dame. I think it's good for entertainment purposes. I think it'll all work out. Okay, but pro wrestling is good for entertainment. Yes. But it's fake or you know scripted. Yes. Now, if this is scripted for drama, what I'm hearing you say is none of this really matters that it's all for drama. Well, if the college football committee's rankings are for drama, then what? let's use the word fidelity. Ultimately, the national champion is going to be decided. One of my favorite obvious sayings is you can't win the title if you don't make the playoffs, right? So this drama-driven committee, by your assessment, Jonas, is going to decide which of these kids have a chance to to achieve a dream. Yeah. 
That's, Boy, that, that seems weird that I we're going to say. And now it gets to the whole point of, oh, it's just a game. It shouldn't matter. Okay, that's fine. Except if it doesn't matter, why in the heck are Alabama fans or Team XYZ fans, why are they going to stay up all night waiting in line for tickets or sit in five-degree weather? I mean, what, the beauty of a game is the results matter. Anyone that's ever played, like who plays golf and doesn't keep score, right? It's not fun, right? Is if you win, it has to mean something. I'm a huge Steelers fan. Now, as the years go by, probably not as intently as I was even five years ago, but I was 10 years old in 1980. They had won four Super Bowls in the prior six years. And I grew up an hour from Pittsburgh. Think about it. All right. Had the Terry Bradshaw jersey. I was trying to throw. There was always stories that he threw with his finger uh, on top of the ball. <laughs> and I was always trying to throw that way. My, my delivery was more Bernie Kosar. I can't lie. But, but they didn't win another Super Bowl for 25 years. Now, I was in L.A. in 2000, uh, January, February 2005 for an event when they won the Steelers, first Super Bowl in 25 years, I drank two bottles of champagne in about 20 minutes. Next thing I remembered, I woke up next to a commode, my shirt off in a leather jacket. That's all I remember. Right? True story. Now, why? Because it was truly one of the joyous, you know, you, you think about it, you wait 25 years, right? And we've seen that with the Red Sox. With the Cubs, oh look at this eighty-nine-year-old that was there during you know back in nineteen nineteen. They finally get to see it. Those are amazing stories, but it presupposes these games mean something. And if you tell me, Jonas, oh no, this is kind of a scripted drama now. Now we know it's not that way a hundred percent, but even if it's ten or fifteen percent that, then. It takes that away, doesn't it? And to me, the minute that's why um, David Stern was so adamant about the Tim Donahay scandal. And a lot of people don't know that was really my first opportunity on the national stage. We did some research at pregame.com that was proprietary, unique, that identified some of the games Donahay was involved in and some stuff that was very unlikely to be random. And we were on Nightline and all that stuff. And it was all kind of exposure. And David Stern took that extremely seriously. Why? Because if fans think events are fixed, then the whole idea of fandom is stupid. Right? What's the point? And I'm not saying these games are fixed. But, hey, would, would you define it is if someone should be in the playoffs ultimately and they're not? Well, that's about as fixed as you can get. They can't win at that point. So I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, Jonas, is I do think the committee is playing games now for drama, understanding the only rankings that ultimately matter in any way that affects who's in the playoff is the last rankings. Yeah. And what we've seen in the past is – and, and as a Buckeye fan, I didn't mind this one. Ohio State was six. TCU was above them. And Baylor yep. was above them. And Baylor and TCU didn't have a game that week. There was no Big 12 Conference title game. 
Ohio State wins convincingly and jumps two of them. Oh, what a coincidence! The the big money team got in instead of team. So they they're going to rearrange that deck. You know, you can have it be any way you want. They're going to get the four teams they want in there with any rationale they choose because they don't objectively state this is what we're trying to accomplish with these rankings. So they can tell, oh, conference championships matter. Okay, well, wait, Alabama didn't win one. Well, they matter sometimes. I mean, we can think of every scenario. Oh, Ohio State had a conference championship, but two losses is unacceptable. Okay, you know what else we've been told, or at least we've seen? You can't lose your final game, the conference championship, and get in. Well, let me ask the Vegas Roundtable. If Alabama wins against LSU, wins out, and loses in an upset to Georgia, is Alabama getting in the playoffs? Yep. Yes. Jonas? Yes. Okay. So, oh, wait, there'd be a new rule. Is that, that hey, you can lose your conference championship in yeah. certain circumstances. The qualifiers change all the time with the committee. Yeah. And and give them credit. They they've been able to pull this off where we don't have to define what we're trying to because the two main things they could try to do is best teams or best performance. But the thing we teach you on straight out of Vegas every day is the best teams aren't always about winning or losing. A field goal made or missed at an end of a game is a binary. It's a W or an L, but boy, it's not like that winning team is so much better than the losing team. They're probably pretty much the same. So you could have a three-loss team that could be the best team in the country. The committee's never going to put a three-loss team in. Thus, it's not going to be the best team. It's going to be the best season. But Brad, let me give you another scenario. Alabama loses to LSU. There's almost a 20% chance that happens. This week, almost. Yep. They're underdogs for sure, LSU. About, you know, more than 15% less than 20 that LSU wins percent chance. Okay. If Alabama loses and LSU wins out, Alabama will once again not make the SEC final. Do you think a one-loss Alabama that wins out makes the playoffs? Yeah, I think they have a better than 50 th- Better than 50? Yeah. I thought you said that, that you thought that you couldn't imagine a scenario. Yeah, they're, they're- they're in. Yeah. So, the, Fez? <laughs> yeah, they're in because the committee is going to choose them over every other one-loss team. But at that point, what criteria would Alabama meet? Would they be the best team? Perhaps, but we haven't, even though they lost the game, but we haven't. No one thinks it's about the best team. Would they have had the best season? No. Not, not even close. close. But we all know they'd get in. So, yeah, hey, any committee can surprise us. But I think what we've seen here clearly over the years is they're going to put in any team they want. And in the interim, these rankings don't mean a ton, and they're for the drama, as Jonas said. But, boy, if you can't trust them now, boy, doesn't that go against the trust at the end of the year? I think it does. When we come back, we're going to ask, not necessarily answer, the biggest questions of the sports week. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will answer the biggest questions of the week in sports. Well, you know something? 
We might not answer them. We're going to pose them. Okay. Jonas, some of these questions, and this is a new subject or topic of ours is, I often think that if you know the answer to a specific question in the NFL, it often tells you who to pick in the game. And those answers aren't always obvious. So the first step is defining the questions, and then we together with the audience can come together and, <laughs> and answer the questions. By the way, we love bringing Vegas to you every weekday. Right now on the Strip, 68 degrees, and the neon is sludging. All right, guys. So as RJ mentioned, we may not have the answers. We don't necessarily have those, but we do have several questions from around the world of sports. RJ, what is on the mind of Vegas? I want to just dip one more time into the college football committee because I love thinking about one-loss scenarios. We all know ultimately more teams lose than we expect. But there's one scenario here or two related ones I want to get Brad's thoughts on. Let's assume the following. Michigan wins out. Oklahoma wins out. Notre Dame has one loss at some point. And Washington State wins out. Now, assuming the SEC gets a team in, which we know they will, and assuming Clemson gets in, which seems very likely right now, there'd be two spots left for a one-loss Michigan, a one-loss Oklahoma, a one-loss Notre Dame, a one-loss Washington State. Brad, which two are in, which two are out? The two that would be in in that scenario, Michigan, Oklahoma, in, out, Notre Dame and Washington State. Oh, wow. So a one-loss Notre Dame would be out, and a one-loss Michigan would be in. Boy, it would be so (laughs) instructive if they had played. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me we have a one-loss Notre Dame. We have a one-loss Michigan. They played each other, and Notre Dame won, but Michigan gets in. Yeah, I mean, the committee's oh, already uh, By the way, just, that. just saying yeah doesn't necessarily mean it's true. <laughs> That's the way it will <laughs> happen. Kind of shrugged. Now, yeah. why? Oh, and saying it again well, doesn't say it's true. I mean, What's the rationale? Well, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the rationale, but they're already hinting towards that. How? Right now, Notre Dame's four, Michigan's five. Notre Dame loses. Michigan has a win over Ohio State, over Penn State, a Big Ten championship But it, but it goes to show you, you are assuming the fidelity of these rankings when we all mm. know that Notre Dame should be three. Yep. Right? LSU, they're playing games, as Jonas said, making this week's Alabama-LSU more interesting. So I wouldn't go by that too closely myself. Boy, boy, that would be an interesting one. Jonas, who, if you had a vote, who's in in that case? <sighs> Okay, okay. Suppose it one more time, so I so I can just let me just think about all the factors here because I get that's a professional radio way of okay. saying say I wasn't listening. Say no, that no, one no. more but time. But I, I want to know. I want to hear the scenario. <laughs> all right, here's the again. scenario: Alabama's in, Clemson's in. You got four teams with one loss in this hypothetical: Michigan, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Washington State. Now, to get to that scenario, the three teams: Michigan, Oklahoma, Washington State, all went out. And Notre Dame loses one of the remaining games. Which two get in? Michigan and Washington State. 
Oh, oh come on. I'll bet that right now. <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't bet. A cra- they're they're is, winning out. I mean, if they're winning zero. out. There is a zero chance Washington State is going to get in over any of these other three teams. <laughs> but, that, but that would mean they're winning out, correct? Yep. So if they win out, if they win the Pac-12 uh, championship game, that's an extra game that they've got over Notre Dame. I think there's a real chance. All right. Well, listen. Lucky for Jonas, he's not in Vegas to bat. Or imagine he <laughs> no part of that. You know, there used to be an old song, uh, Tennessee. I think his name was Tennessee Williams Ford, and it was load sixteen tons. And it goes, you load sixteen tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. And then it says, St. Peter, don't you call me? I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. So back in the coal mining days in the you know 1910s and 20s, they would work the whole week, but they were living at the mine. They were getting food from the company store, and they had less money after a week of work, so they were like indentured servants. Jonas would be getting paid to do the show. He'd be losing so much money on his betting. It'd be like a net negative. Yeah, it was like <laughs> when I was a busboy. Trust me, I lost all my tips betting on games. Tell me about I'm it. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. Questions of the week and not necessarily answers. All right, let's talk a little NBA. Rockets, one in five. Fez, how much are you reacting to this? And what do you see the cause of this downturn for the Rockets being? Yeah, so I had the Rockets as my number three team entering the NBA season. Behind Golden State and Boston. Correct. Now I've got them number 12. They've fallen out of my top 10. I've downgraded them five points, RJ. And frankly, I have no confidence in my power rating right now for Houston. But I do feel that the number one problem with the Rockets is defense. They lost two guys. They lost Trevor Ariza. We all knew that was going to be a problem. Very good defender. But they lost a role guy defender. Luke Mabu Amute to the Clippers, and no one really even noticed. And, of course, Carmelo Anthony comes in. He doesn't play any defense. So the Rockets, what was lost in a lot of people, great offensive team last year, won 65 games. But they really played defense well last year. They're not playing defense nearly as well this year. So in the middle of all that, you threw in out of left field that you don't have any confidence in your ratings. And that's an interesting point. If you have computer ratings, they're going to throw the numbers in. It's got an algorithm. They're going to throw them out. When there's a human element, you are going to get a number, but you're going to have a confidence level. You could be extremely confident in the worst team in the league, whatever league you're talking about. That that Yeah, this is clearly the worst team. I'm confident. Best team, you could know they're the best team, but not know how good they are. So it's both... And that's the humility part of it for a professional batter. You're not always going to have an equal feel for every team. You're saying, hey, you know you've got to downgrade the Rockets. You just don't know how much. Yes, because there's too many moving parts here. They're getting outscored by nine points a game, RJ. So if I just look at the raw data for this year, they're a well below average team year to date. Straight out of Vegas, questions of the week. Let's, uh, Jimmy Butler, I mean... It's, it's a big story. I'm not even sure what the question is. Well, you know, I got a question with Jimmy Butler. Uh, I can't remember. There was a bookmaker in Vegas said, if that the uh, Butler went to the Rockets, he would consider that a major upgrade. And I think it's been a few days, so maybe the Rockets have lost like two games since. But he was saying he would put them right up there with the Celtics at that point. 
How much of an upgrade would you think Jimmy Butler would be to a Rockets team? I think plus three points per game. So that would still, in my power ratings, not even put them into the top five. Okay, so what you're saying is, as of right now, your thoughts on the Rockets starting the year were superior. You think the, your perception, your assessment of the Rockets starting the year was higher than what it would be now, even if they added Jimmy Butler. Correct. You've downgraded him that much. I have. Steve Fezzik, that's who we're talking to. I'm R.J. Bell. Let's switch, though, to college, all the college knowledge. Brad Powers, Maryland, a lot of talk in the news. Brad, give us a 20-second synopsis of what's happened and a quick thought on the effect to the football team. So yesterday afternoon, the Board of Regents for Maryland has decided to reinstate the head football coach, DJ Durkin. DJ Durkin's not coached at all this season. They've had an interim coach all season up until this point, reinstated this week. I think it's a negative because of the distractions going on right now for Maryland. Same question, Urban Myers, health reporting on it. Thoughts? Slight downgrade, maybe not a significant one, but I'll be honest with you. So here's- this is to the Buckeyes, not Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, to the Buckeyes. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't have a 100% clear-cut answer because the one thing the Buckeyes have to their advantage this week is they're coming off a bye, and who's the best coach with extra time to prepare in the entire country? It's Urban Meyer. So if we see the Buckeyes perform poorly after a bye, something they rarely do under Urban Meyer, then that's where the major downgrade will come, in my opinion. Last question of the week, straight out of Vegas. Fezzik, Green Bay Packers. In just a few minutes, we're going to break down the four biggest football games of the week. Two college, two NFL. One of them, Green Bay at New England. I am befuddled by Green Bay. Okay, they traded the guy that fumbled. No big deal. It, it was a power play. They had, In a way, they had to, it would seem, if he... Uh, was insubordinate. They say don't take it out, and you take it out. There's got to be a consequence. But they traded their D-back, ha-ha, Clinton, Dix. Now listen, Green Bay doesn't have a great defense. And now you're trading away. Even if they were, he was going to get demoted, still depth with defensive backs is key, especially in the 2018 NFL. We had a ton of optimism about Green Bay after that close loss against the Rams, that was their best game, I would make the case, of the year. We thought they'd be clearly over a touchdown underdogs, the Packers, to the Patriots. It's down to five and a half or six. But what in the heck is this team telling us by trading away a fairly important defensive players, the Packers? I don't know. But my only theory is that they got rid of Montgomery. He was insubordinate. Maybe there was something going on with HaHa Clinton Dix as well, and they said, we're going to clean house. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, he's, he was there a long time. It seems kind of weird that just emerges at the last minute. In one minute, we are going to break down those four biggest football games. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Isaac Lowencrown. <laughs> news from Fox Sports. Good afternoon, Jonas, and we begin with breaking news. Rick Mace of the Washington Post has just tweeted the following, quote, in a stunning twist, the University of Maryland has parted ways with DJ Durkin. 
More coming soon. Again, that just reported by Rick Mace, who has been covering the Maryland football story and athletic department investigation thoroughly for the Washington Post. Rick Mays of the Washington Post tweeting just a few moments ago, in a stunning twist, the University of Maryland has parted ways with D.J. Durkin. Again, that coming from Rick Mays of the Washington Post. Further details expected to emerge. And that comes on the heels of just a short time ago, the governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, issuing a statement regarding the Maryland Board of Regents reinstatement yesterday of D.J. Durkin, as well as athletics director Damon Evans, saying, quote, I am deeply concerned about how they could have possibly arrived at the decisions announced yesterday. The university system of Maryland has let down the University of Maryland community and the citizens of Maryland, and now is the time to fix it, unquote. Jimmy Butler of the Minnesota Timberwolves not playing tonight against Utah. And of course, with Butler in the midst of a trade demand, there were conflicting reports about whose decision it was for him not to play tonight. Well, Fox Sports Radio's Karan Butler spoke with Jimmy Butler and set the record straight on the herd. Why isn't he playing tonight? It's a mutual decision from Tibbs and front office in itself. You know, he's, he's he said he's restless, he's tired, he's a little banged up. And it was a mutual agreement to rest him tonight against Utah. And again, this coming down just seconds ago, Fox Sports' own Bruce Feldman is now also reporting that DJ Durkin is out as the head coach at Maryland. So Bruce Feldman and the Washington Post, and now multiple outlets besides that reporting, that DJ Durkin and the University of Maryland have parted ways. Finally, in the NFL, Dolphins head coach Adam Gase ruled out Ryan Tannehill for Sunday's game against the Jets due to a shoulder injury. Brock Osweiler will once again get the start. And recapping the news that broke just seconds ago, multiple outlets, including Fox Sports, Bruce Feldman, and the Washington Post report that the University of Maryland has parted ways with head football coach DJ Durkin. Back to you. Thanks, Isaac. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have an early best bet from Brad Powers. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan, and he is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell, on the latest DJ Durkin out as head coach at Maryland. Yeah, and as uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper used to say, <laughs> when you think you have the answer, I change the question. <laughs> we just asked the question about Maryland. Brad, let's ask with the updated information. I still think Maryland obviously dealing with distractions all week. How much time have you been focusing on the game plan for this week against Michigan State, at least in the last 24 hours? Still got to downgrade them a little bit, but there's got to be a sense of relief now that they know this not going to be hovering over them the next three, four days leading up to the game. Guys, we're going to take an early look at some of the biggest games in the NFL and college football here on Straight Out of Vegas, and we're going to start in New Orleans with the Rams going to take on the New Orleans Saints. Right now, New Orleans is a one-point favorite on pregame.com. So undefeated Rams, Fez, an underdog. Thoughts? Yeah, I like the Saints. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here, RJ, because this is a situation that comes up in sports time and time again, and whenever I've got... The number two team, and the Saints are clear-cut number two team in the NFC, hosting the number one team. I almost always look to bet on the number two team. Why? And hand- so, so one and two in this case is the NFC. 
Yes. Okay, so this might be one and two in a conference would be another way to say Correct. It? Okay, one or two in the East in the NBA. Just in general, if there's a, a group of teams that care about being in that group, because like NBA divisions don't really matter, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't. So matter. this is somewhat subjective. Correct. Go ahead. But in this case, the Saints clear cut. They're they're looking at the Rams. They know the Rams are the very best team, and it's going to be an all in effort because this is the one game that is clearly the biggest game of the year, and their home field advantage. Which so, is- so hold on a second. So do you think the Rams are going to put less than one hundred percent effort in? The Rams are going to be at a 10, but as we say, and this is Spinal Tap, I expect the Saints to be at an 11. Except I don't believe that amps go to 11. I've never seen one. No, they do. Oh, really? (laughs) That must be in some Dungeons & Dragons (laughs) game that you play. Now, let me give you a trend here, and this one's fascinating. Eight no teams in the NFL that are underdogs. That seems unlikely, right? Last 30 years, there's been 27 of them. The teams are 8 and 19 straight up, 10, 16, and 1 against the spread. I like this. And this is analogous to a trend that you hear in college football, Brad, which is if you have a ranked team that's an underdog to an unranked team, mm. oftentimes if you just play the unranked team blindly, you don't want to play it blind, but you're getting pretty close to a good bet. Why? Because it's got to be so overwhelming. The public is thinking, I gotta, I see a little number. What would Haystack Hank say? He said, one team's ranked, one team's not. Right? Yeah, Thank the team that's ranked. Exactly. That logic <laughs> applies. Now, we're quoting. He's not here. We're quoting him. <laughs> that logic applies with the undefeated team getting points. You know, actually, you got to wonder what Hank would say about that. I mean, if he were somehow here. Oh, wait. Yeah, you kidding me? Eight no LA Rams haven't lost. They getting points this week? Are you kidding me? I love that boy, genius Sean McMay, Jared Goff quarterback. Oh my goodness, Todd Gurley, that defensive line. They smoked them Saints. Forget them points. Rams win by at least two touchdowns. Nine and oh. <laughs> See? That's the logic. Thus, and we know though Haystack's been he's been hot. He doesn't win in the long run. And I think his winning streak ends here. Fourth road game in five games for the Rams as well. Well, but let's be honest. The Saints have just played the Ravens and Minnesota. Now they're home. They're fatigued, too. I mean, do you really think the Rams are at a disadvantage energy-wise? The Rams are going to have an energy problem. I'm worried about the Saints also. Yeah, if they both have an energy problem... They don't, neither does. I'm counting on the Rock and Dome to bring them home. And you're right about that. Saints, one of the best home fields, but especially when the crowd's engaged and we know it's going to be engaged. We'll probably have a best bet later in the week on this game. Guys, next we go to Sunday Night Football where the Patriots right now on pregame.com are a five and a half point favorite hosting the Packers. So we talked about the big question with the trade of haha Clinton, Dix, and... It just doesn't make a ton of sense. Though the line, Fez, has moved drastically on this game in the Packers' favor relative to the look-ahead. So if you would have bet this a week ago, before the Packers played very well against the Rams, the line was 7.5, New England at home favored, and now? Now the line is 
five and a half, a two-point move, and it makes a lot of sense, RJ. What did we see from Green Bay? We saw Rodgers much healthier than he's been all year long. His wide receivers healthy. This is a much better Green Bay team than we've seen most of the year, and that explains this line move. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. I see a lot of cause for optimism, and then you see them dumping a key defender, the Packers. I think that is that question that's going to keep me off this game. I'm tempted to play the Pats. So what we were talking about, Sonny Michelle and that running back's importance for New England. What are you hearing? I hear he might play. It's unclear. Okay, another question we can't answer. Exactly. We might have to answer a few. In fact, we're going to. When we come back, we're not only going to have best bets. We're not only going to cover the TV games tonight, what you need to know about them. We're also going to break down Kentucky, Georgia, LSU, Alabama. And we'll do it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. He's RJ Bell, and I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we will have an early best bet from Brad Powers. But we do want to start in college football, guys. We're taking an early look ahead to a couple of the biggest games in college football this Saturday with Georgia, a nine-point favorite at Kentucky. And I like Georgia in this matchup. So like them. You're going to bet them. Yeah, I am going to bet Georgia here minus the points. And to me, it's all about a fade against Kentucky, who I think, and just mentioned on this show yesterday, is one of the most overrated teams in the country. Heck, even the playoff committee has Kentucky number nine. I only have the Wildcats number 24 in my power ranks. I think it's a phony team that's very fortunate to be in this spot here. Give me Georgia minus the nine. So they're not a phony team. They, you think the record is phony. You're not making a personal character. Assignment. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fair phony 7-1 team. Okay. We I, like Mark Stoops here. I will say this. I'm not going to bet this game. But if I were, I would look at Kentucky on the money line. Because there's certain teams that if they're in the game, they can be competitive but if they fall behind, they're done. Jacksonville was like that last year in the NFL. These are usually really good defensive teams that win close games but don't have the offensive fire power to come back. If you're getting nine points, you're not going to backdoor it, right? We said it, Fez, and we were right about the Packers. Who do you want trying to open the back door any better than Aaron Rodgers, right? So they did fall down by 10 in that game, but you had Aaron Rodgers. So if Kentucky covers... I think they have a disproportionate chance to win the game relative to the money line. We'll keep it in the SEC, guys, where Alabama is a 14.5-point favorite at LSU. And this is actually going to be my best bet. on. Oh, L- oh my gosh. So the yeah. game of the week, yeah. you're pressing your luck on the best bet. Whoa, make me rich, make me rich, Robbie, you can drop that We're going to take <laughs> LSU plus 14.5 here. How historic is this line? No top four team ever, ever has been this big of a home underdog. I get it. Alabama's clearly the best team in the country. I'm confident in that. But what I'm not 100% confident in, is this really an historically great team? Because one thing I do know, Alabama hasn't played an historically great schedule so far. Two teams in the top 50. I'm not quite sure we really fully know how good Alabama is. We do know how good LSU is. 
five teams in the top 30 is what the Tigers have already played. Give me the Tigers. Baton Rouge, Saturday night, Death Valley, plus 14 and a half. Now, how many extra points do you give LSU's home field at night? Wow, it's like a, you know an extra point and a half compared to day night. And that's just energy, Yep, boozed up crowd. All-time, daytime LSU wins straight up about 55% of the time. Nighttime, that record jumps to 78% of the time straight up. That's Brad Powers' best bet early on LSU, plus 14 and the hook. Guys, uh, we do have one more game in college football we're going to get to, but I want to let you know we are brought to you by Geico. This is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, and in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. It is the middle of the week, so of course we've got Maction, guys. Toledo, a 19.5-point favorite hosting Ball State. And remember, right before 7 o'clock Eastern, every weeknight, we will break down real-time info on the key TV games of the night, all the info you need. This one on ESPN2, Brad, thought. Yeah, I lean on the under. So, again, this isn't a best bet. It's not a like. It's a lean under 64 here. And here's what we see from Ball State. Qu- starting quarterbacks out, top two running backs out, left tackles out. We've seen the line, the spread of the game adjust, but not necessarily the total. I got to question the effectiveness of that Ball State offense. That's why I'm leaning on the under here. And, by the way, we got Matty Holt in studio, just walked in. We got a recording after this. He got destroyed last week. (laughs) I mean, it was 50-50 if he was even showing up. He's here, so let's give him credit. Let's give him credit for that. Guys, we got a couple of games in the NBA on television as well, too. We start at Madison Square Garden, (laughs) where the Pacers are a six-point favorite at the Knicks. Matty Holt's like fighting to get to the mic, say, wait, I'm still up on the year. I'm still up on the year. Okay, fair enough. Knicks, Pacers, I don't have an opinion on this, Fez, but that's the beauty we lean to the network, right? Pregame.com. We've got literally thousands of people that make picks. Here's the beauty of computers. We track every one of them, and we're able to identify who does well in the Knicks when they pick either for or against, who does well with the Pacers. Well, this is an extreme case. There's one top 10 Knicks picker that picked this game and two top 10 Pacers, and they all three agree, all three on the Knicks. So right now, the collective IQ says there's a good uh, good value on the Knicks tonight. Guys, the San Antonio Spurs are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at the Phoenix Suns. Faz, you like this one. Yeah, I bet the Spurs minus six-and-a-half. I like the Spurs. It's all about Phoenix being overvalued. RJ, you might remember, you bet Phoenix opening night because they were playing a Dallas team that was jet-lagged coming back from China. That was the China Syndrome, as you call it. <laughs> yes, well, the China Syndrome got Phoenix their win. They're 0-5 since then, and they remain overvalued from that blowout win opening night, and now they have cluster injuries at guard. Their best player, Booker, is out, and their point guard is out as well. So what's your pick? My pick is the Spurs, minus the 7. All right, so you're betting it. I did. Hey, Good show today. And and listen, we got a chance to bash the NCAA, and that, that always feels good. <laughs> the Odd Couple comes up next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, for Thursday night football and an early look ahead right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate Hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.